Greetings, Webcology listeners. The ecosystem of the web marketing world is always changing. Technology, and more importantly, radio is evolving. Introducing the next evolution of radio technology for web marketers, the webmasterradio.fm mobile app for iPhone and Android. Listen live, download new shows daily, and stay connected through our social media network. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play now. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is Thursday, March the 21st, 2013. Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined as always by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And I am way out of my element. I am at a conference center in downtown Toronto at Search Marketing Expo Toronto 2013. So Dave, I gotta tell you, I don't have a computer in front of me. I have no research materials in front of me. This is all off the top of my head. And I am exhausted. <laughs> well, it, it could be worse. It could be worse. We could be uh, airing much later, in which case it'd be more a, a show of uh, what do we do? Drunken webmaster, one of those things. Well, <laughs> so you know, yeah, uh, at least our listeners just have to deal with tired and non-computer lockdown, Jim. Um, fortunately, I do have a computer in front of me, but um, you know, so so I can uh, you know look up any facts during breaks that we might uh, we might need verified or, or or whatnot through our conversations. But hey, um, I, I got to ask out of the gate here. You're you're at SMX Toronto, um, great event, great city, much more intimate than a lot of the SMX events are. Um, how, how's the show? You know what? This is this is a much smaller show than most. Uh, Search Marketing Expo shows, uh, you know, this is a smaller show than, say, the Search Marketing Social shows that they hold in Vegas or uh, SMX Advanced uh, in Seattle. But in a way, it's, it's, it's nice that it's a small show. Um, the speakers get to hang out with each other a lot more. Um, we get to hang out with the audience a lot more. There's a, a great deal of interaction. And one of the fun things about a show in Toronto is Toronto's a very smart city. So... Um, the quality of questions from the floor tends to be really good. And the information that's being passed around, I mean, this is SMS. That's what they're all about. Uh, the information being passed around is second to none. It's a, uh, I'm really enjoying the show. Um, my only major burden with this show is I'm a local host. I'm from Toronto. And so, you know, it's I kind of, you know, I affinity to the industry and, you know, my love of everybody in the search marketing industry, I kind of feel like I, have to show people around and help show them a good time. And uh, I got to tell you, I'm getting a little bit old for this. <laughs> it hurts, Dave. It hurts. Make it stop. <laughs> luckily, awesome. luckily, it's a two-day show. So um, this is the last day of the show. We're going to be actually breaking down in a couple of hours, which is always sad because it feels like you're breaking camp. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that I'm not doing much of anything for the next 48 hours. <laughs> I think the same could be said after any show, be it in Toronto or New York or, 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 or Hong Kong. Um, well, <laughs> always need that bit of time for recovery. Speaking um, of New York, I just wanted to, speaking of New York, I just want to get the, uh, the plug in here now uh, before we forget. Webmaster Radio is going to be in New York next week at Search and Strategies New York and next Tuesday night, friends. 
Search Bash, New York City. SearchBash.com. Sign up as soon as you can. Get your name on the list. You want to be at this party. Okay, I've got to get that plug in, Dave. Uh, hey, know, fair enough. And then good, good to let people give people plenty of notice. Uh, get on the list. It's where all the cool kids Absolutely. are going to be hanging out. Um, any big highlights from from the show? I mean, each show seems to have a, a different feel for it. You know, they happen once a year in each location, so it's first time for you know the people of, uh, of Toronto to be sort of speaking up on on the last year of events. Certainly in SMX. Um, you know, a sort of sort of conference. Any big, uh, any big points that people are talking about? Um, you know, a, a, any big takeaways from the show? Um, you know, it's, that's, that is hard to put one's one's finger on because, again, there's been a lot of great information at the show. Um, Sam Sam Fiora did a incredible incredible keynote this morning. Um, He's a co-author of Influence Marketing, How to Create, Manage, and Measure Brand Influence in Social Media. Um, so Sam, Sam Fiorella, rocking, uh, rocking keynote. You know, you know did the keynote uh, yesterday morning? Who? John Sidden, uh, Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. Uh, the fellow who does all the social media for the Toronto Maple Leafs and the uh, Toronto FC, um, the local, local soccer club. No. And the uh, the NBA's Toronto Raptors, and he was an interesting fellow, uh, mostly because this is Toronto, and we're you know this is probably the most hockey mad city in the world. Um, so having a fellow from the Toronto to us, that was pretty cool. One takeaway I got from him, you know, it was just kind of silly. We've been using Facebook for what six, seven years now, and um, there's a hundred thousand different ways to market through Facebook. And you know what? There's a hundred thousand different ways to annoy the heck out of whomever you're marketing to. But one mm-hmm. way that's a good way that almost always gets a result, almost always gets a response is using polls, Facebook polls. Yep. One of the takeaways I got from John Sidney's keynote yesterday, the fellow from Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, was the massive increase in community engagement with, uh, with the use of Facebook polls. And I know, I know that sounds silly. It sounds pretty minor. It's a stupid Facebook polls. But, you know, that's something I think a lot of people overlook. I don't see a lot of Facebook polls out there being put out by the search, search marketing community. And when you think about it, you know, you're being asked your opinion. You're being asked your opinion by a peer. It's almost a 100% likely way to um, foster engagement with your audience. And I'd ha- if there is a key word that comes out of SMX Toronto, it's got to be the word engagement, social engagement. Yeah, that's, I mean, interesting that it's going that route and, and would, a, would a far cry from, say, a couple years ago, right, when, uh, when you attended these and, and the conversations were very different. Um, polls, I mean... It, you know, it's it's interesting because you're right. I don't see them a lot among among my peers. It makes perfect sense. I want to be heard, but I'm lazy, so I want to do it in five seconds or less, <laughs> kind of well, kind of thing. Let, and, let me ask and, and, you. And, and, yeah. Let me ask you: Have you ever used a Facebook poll? Have you ever put up a Facebook poll and 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 gotten response? You you know what's ironic here is not for me, but for clients. <laughs> okay, so, so you have used. You have used polls in marketing on Facebook, and and what you know what was the engagement rate? What was the response rate? How did it work for you? 
Um, it was a, I mean, it was an unfortunate thing. I mean, only in, in pulling the specifics out because we were doing, it was, it was also during a contest and we were doing about eight things at a time. So it's really, really difficult to pinpoint, Hey, when we drove people in, um, you know, were they coming in for the contest? Were they doing this poll? Were they, you know, pulling, uh, pulling that sort of thing off. But, um, if I remember correctly, and, and this is going back a little bit here, but we got, uh, it was into the triple digits anyway. Um, that we had got on engagement points. Now, for for this client, I can't list who they are specifically, but for that client to get that kind of engagement is a fairly high percentage. That's we didn't expect to get that much out of it. Um, you know, so uh, on the other side of that, though, and we all know this. I mean, engagement is great, but you got to drive them there too, right? I mean, it's you know, conversions are awesome, but if you're not ranking. <laughs> you know, you don't have any traffic to convert, right? It's it's sort of that uh, chicken and the egg, um, and, and so you do hit those uh, those interesting points, and and it's a detriment and a plus is if you're not a strong brand already, right? You're not you're not Nike, you're not you know George Takai. You're basically you can't just put something up and know that you know thousands of people are going to see it instantly. Um, you do end up almost tainting your data, right? Because you 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 set up a poll, for example, and then you start trying to drive traffic to it. Well. What traffic are you driving? Did you drive it through paid ads? Did you drive it through, you know, a contest that you happen to be running at the time? Did you drive it through a big push on your site? Um, you know, and, and, and basically setting up a scenario where not all traffic is equal. So, I, and the same could be said with everything we do. Paid versus organic, right? Social media traffic to your site versus um, email marketing, right? I mean, it, not all traffic is, is created the same, of course, so... Um, it, it's interesting, but yeah, I, I, we've had some, some good successes. I would imagine if anything, because we're all very opinionated in our sector, we'd probably have a higher engagement. Okay, yeah. Now, you know, I got to test this, right? Um, a higher engagement in our segment, um, than in most others. Yeah. You know, I, I can even, I can, I can even see how you're going to phrase it. I, 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 I got this all pictured in my mind. eye. you're going to, uh, set up a poll. You're going to set it to all of your SEO friends and it's going to read, would you fill in a Facebook poll? Yes, no. Hundred <laughs> percent engagement level. <laughs> okay, you you know that that's all right. <laughs> okay, you can expect on your inbox okay, tomorrow. Indeed, I, I'm exhausted. I apologize. This is just me having my fun, and it's uh, not half as creative as it should be. <laughs> but I'm trying. I really am. So last night, Gary Henderson. Um, the uh, founder of Interactivity Marketing, and the fellow who's throwing the Interactivity Marketing Conference in May in South Beach in Miami, he, uh, he decided that he was going to be the guy who treated everybody to uh, bottle service at the massive, trendy, insanely exclusive Toronto Club Versailles. So he kept us, Mr. Gary Henderson. I'm looking at you over there, buddy. Yeah, it's your fault. He kept us out until 3.30 in the morning when I was frog marched out of the bar. I don't remember why. Um, <laughs> I got bounced, eh? I got bounced from a, from a local from a local exclusive bar last night. I'm There's no part of me sure surprised. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, you'd think the bouncers would have a better sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, anyway, it happens to the best of us. And that's one of the, I mean, I... At, at, one, at a Toronto show, be it SES Toronto or SMX Toronto, there's always somebody getting bounced from the bar. I don't know why. It's just it's just the luck of the Northern Irish or something. <laughs> I love that innocence, Jim. I have no idea why. I don't know. Have you ever looked around the room? That's why. <laughs> it was no, under control until security showed up. <laughs> That's all I got to say. 
all right, we've got some some big topics I also want to cover. I mean, a lot's happened this week. Um, Dig's gone down. Updates rolling out over at Google. Um, you know, announcements by Google that they're they're going to give us even less information than they've been giving us until now. Um, uh, a question for you: I guess, should we go to commercial first, or or should we uh, head roll right in? Honestly, um, I'm talking to you on my mobile phone, so I don't know what time it is. Uh, what do you think? Should we go to commercial or not? <laughs> um, oh, okay. You know what? Fortunately, and I'm just going to be honest here. Thanks, Brasco. Brasco's like, hey, keep going. So, because uh, I am on Skype, so I do get the notices here. So, you know what? Let's uh, let's cover here uh, just a, just a, an interesting note for those of you who do know. Uh, Dig was uh, was dropped uh, earlier this week from the uh, from the search engines. Um, oh, <laughs> so it was a well not all the search engines just google um there there were a bunch of rumors about what it was um your friend and mine mr danny goodwin uh, got uh, got to the bottom of it um and has sorted out what uh, what caused the issue and it's shocking it's absolutely shocking the folks over at google aren't flawless I know you yeah. thought they were, uh, but they're not. Um, it, it, it was so bad for them that to the point when you put in site colon, you know, dig.com, nothing came up. What had happened is, and, and Google sent, uh, or a Google spokesperson gave an apology. Uh, the, the, I'll, I'll just, just quote it exactly as it was. In the process of removing a spammy link on dig, we inadvertently applied the web spam action to the whole site. Um, so <laughs> now here's the question how many dig users are there to notice now it's big news because dig is a big brand in the industry but, but a lot of that it's like, it's like MySpace is big news just because we all know the name but I mean dig is kind of like a ghost town ain't it it is. Um, you're right. It, it, no Reddit, it, that's for sure. Well, one of the things that I, I think, and, and this is my takeaway, and, and I'm sure yours too. I mean, you look in the real world, is this a huge issue? I mean, obviously they have at least one visitor because they realized <laughs> they weren't there. <laughs> somebody figured out they weren't there. Um, so right. they do at least have somebody who's, who's trying to go there. Um, but uh, what it sort of told me, and it, it's interesting because I'm working on an audit for a company. Again, I can't list them, but um, it's in sort of the same spot here, um, except opposite, where um, the audit that I'm dealing with is more a case of, hey, if this was any other site other than a big brand, you would have been gone by now. Um, and in this case, we look and go, wow, look, no matter how big a, a brand you may be, and, and I mean, you know, certainly Dig isn't the biggest, but they have enough power behind their brand and, and website, um, you know, to sort of command. To, they, they should be able to skate through things that lesser sites would be devastated by, um, but just how some minor little human error um, can cause the entire root domain. Um, yeah, and I mean, I only mean catastrophic in the context. You know, I mean, they probably lost a visitor out of the whole day, but you know, <laughs> but you, you know, in a weird way, this is almost a good. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's a good thing to dig because it was the very first time I heard anybody in our community talk about dig in uh, in what two three years. Yep, that sounds about right. So, so you know, in a way, this is almost a boom for dig because we're talking about them. 
somebody might actually type in digg.com just to see what is or isn't there. Um, it's true. And, and you know what? During this thing, a bunch of SEOs were probably monitoring it to see when it was back in the index. So, you know, <laughs> and probably now, I mean, see if it was up. The only question left in my mind was Neil Patel in tears or not. Because I remember Neil Patel's uh, great quote from, uh, I believe it was SES Advance. Um, I'm sorry, SNX Advance in Seattle back in uh, 2008, uh, where he came out, spilled the beans on what he was doing with Dig, and uh, ended his presentation with a big slide reading, Dig is my bitch. <laughs> now, was Neil Patel in tears or not? That's what I want to know. Google, <laughs> did you make Neil cry? That's not nice. <laughs> um, another interesting. We, we've only got a couple minutes here. We've got like one minute left until uh, until we're going to head to uh, head to break. So we're going to touch on it just to to do an announcement. We'll come back to it after the break and actually talk about what the ramifications are for marketers. But just to get it in there, mm-hmm. uh, rumors are Facebook is adding hashtags. I mean, you know, people have already been using them. Facebook's adding them as a, <laughs> as an actual function. Um, in there. So uh, for our listeners, you know, you got a couple minutes to think about whether that's a good or a bad move. Jim and I'll be be back. I think this is an issue you and I, uh, Jim, are both going to completely agree on. Probably. <laughs> um, but, but maybe for different reasons. So I, I'm interested in having that discussion with you and, uh, and to our listeners. We'll be back in a couple minutes to do that. So um, for the next couple minutes, you'll be listening to The Thing That Keeps Our Show On Air. So stick around. We'll be back in a couple minutes. This is Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO with Jim Hedger uh, from Digital Always Media. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Time now for another exciting episode of Face of Analytics. Brought to you by AnalyticsSEO.com. In our last adventure, our hero was fending off his evil nemesis, Rhino the Algo. Oh, that ruthless rhino has updated the algorithm again, and our website is falling down the rankings fast. Have no fear. Use our automated SEO tool to stay updated and to monitor your site with detailed reports. Or use our multi-site project management tool to manage all of your sites to stay on top. Take it from our fearless friend and be your own SEO hero with AnalyticsSEO.com. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Have you tried to do CPA conversions using social PPC and failed? You're not alone. These days, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube require true specialists to dominate. (laughs) AimClear, the agency, brings definitive psychographic targeting, bleeding-edge creative, and killer content amplification to the social advertising table. AimClear, this is how you sell with social. AimClear, this is how you sell with social. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate display media or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. 
commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Well, welcome back, everybody. This is uh, Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, joined by uh, Jim Hedger, Digital Always Media. Jim, we we have lots to cover, but we went out there um, on hashtags, Facebook. What do you think? I have a lot of thoughts. Number one, I'm honestly not sure what they're doing crossing their streams with Twitter. But i got to tell you, my concern about this, about uh, the, the Facebook using hashtags or incorporating hashtags into their interface, every time you use a hashtag on Twitter, you're forcing the creation of a new page, of a, of a new web page. That web page covers that hashtag topic. So, the, you know, the page is twitter.com, username, or twitter.com, hashtag, topic, okay? Right. The page is created. There's something new in the ecosystem. There's something new on the interwebs. There's something new that to come up with search engines. Now, Facebook has a very active user base. It's, uh, I believe, twice as large as Twitter. And they're going to start using hashtags, too. What we don't know is how these tags will behave if, if these tags, will have some behavior outside of the Facebook environment. And if so, what does that do with search rankings? Is that going to gum up search rankings? Uh, is there a bunch of page pollution being created? Right. Well, that's a very good point. Now, I'm just going to, um, just to make sure, because I know, Jim, you don't, didn't have a chance to look this stuff up. So just to make sure I, I'm clear to our listeners, too. Um, the news of the hashtag integration into Facebook or, or use by Facebook, um, it, it, it's been a rumor for a while. It gathered momentum last week after, and it's in quote-unquote, informed sources, um, told the Wall Street Journal that the company's looking into it, uh, but that it's not imminent. So we've got a little while to deal with this, is basically. Oh, is hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Slow down, slow down, cowboy. You're talking informed sources at the Wall Street Journal. No, so informed sources Wall the Wall Street, Street Journal, Journal is quoting informed sources. Yes. The Wall Street Journal is a Murdoch rag. <laughs> they're they quoting informed sources. They don't know crap. They're just making it up. They're filling their pages. Has anybody else verified this story? Has anybody else moved forward with it? Yeah, let or me is just... this a Wall Street Journal rumor story? Because this drives me crazy. Um, you get you get a, uh, a, a brand like the Wall Street Journal. They just start making stuff up. They put this information out of the ecosystem. Webmasters start making decisions. And, you know, who the heck knows? <laughs> then we have to come along, not necessarily we on Webcology or we on Webmaster Radio, but we as the Webmaster community have to come along and try to explain to our clients, no, just because you saw it in the Wall Street Journal doesn't make it true. It's a Murdoch way. Jim, you've got to be you've got to be kidding. <laughs> I'm actually kind of incensed. So I'm like, and again, you're right. I have not had time to look this story up. It's only been a couple of days that, that this story has been out there, um, and I've been in conference mode. But um, if this is, if they are using hashtags, you know, we got to know how they're going to behave. But there's no confirmed source saying so, but we have the whole community talking about whether hashtags will be incorporated into Facebook or not. Oh, but, for sure. And this is coming from an unnamed source quoted by the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> you know, I trust, I trust the guy outside bumming change in front of the conference center more than I trust the Wall Street Journal. So you're not a fan of the Wall Street Journal. Is that what you're saying, Jim? I used Tell to say you really used to be one of the, That used to be one of the greatest newspapers published. That yes, it did. one of the purest sources of information. But the last two years, 
since they were bought by News Corporation, the standards of the Wall Street Journal have gone through the floor. They don't care if it's true or not. They just want to print it and get it out there. And you hey, can, we're you talking know what? about them. Yeah, that's right. And guys over the Wall Street Journal, sue me. <laughs> Go for it. Open your hood. <laughs> That's not going to happen. And I'm allowed I, to I would never put that invite out, but uh, but there we go. Um, all right, we'll uh, you know, and I, I could have some more fun with you on that one. But we we have another big topic, that we, <laughs> I, and I really could, uh, and I may come back to it later in the show just just to have some <laughs> fun with you on that one. But I want to make sure we get some time to talk uh, about pandas and um, the the reduction of information that is coming at us now. Um, so I, I, I'm going to you know, go off on the last one first, and I'm sure you dislike it too, um, and, and, and all of our, you know, probably a, a lot of our listeners. We have had, for, for the first time in, in sort of forever, what, what, it, what felt to me, and, and correct me if you, you were taking this different, just a little bit of, of, of appreciation and, and information from the fine folks over Google. I understand why they can't give us, you know... Uh, any of their secrets. I understand why they can't confirm or deny specific signal weights. I got it. Um, you know, but, but for them to at least come out you know, periodically and, you know, they, they'd get a call or, or whatnot. And, you know, the bat phone would ring on Matt Cutts' desk and you go, yes, this is Panda or yes, this is just that amount of respect. <laughs> just, just that. Um, and, uh, and, and the word came out from Google uh, now that it looks like they're not even going to, going to do that they're not going to confirm or, or deny whether um panda updates are happening um well, now, in in their defense on this while while i i dislike it i just go hey this isn't this isn't a in their defense they're saying who knows whether it's true and again i understand why they have to lie to us got it <laughs> you know not saying that we've always been you know awesome you know for for google got it but um they're calling it the, or, or they're saying that they're now moving it into the rolling these aren't going to be manual updates anymore they're moving them into the rolling updates that'll just be taking place you know as there's tons of updates all the time right i mean and, um, and so, so they're they're, flops. Yeah, absolutely um so that's what i'm saying to me i, I just uh, you know i mean these these tend to be in and it may be they may be telling the truth in that they might pretty much think they have it, and now it's tweaks. Okay, fair enough. When you're just at the point of doing some little tweaks, I get why you'd push it into just the rolling updates. Um, you know, whereas until now, they've been, you know, dealing with, well, you know, single-digit percent of websites and, and search results that, you know, by the end, they were starting to hit. That's, that's still a lot. <laughs> like, we're still dealing well, with let's, millions. Let's remember... Let's remember, there's been 13, I believe there's been 13 unique Panda updates to this point. Um, I, I think it's 13. And, uh, uh, we're actually, this last one is number, wait for it, 25. You're kidding me, really? 25 unique announced <laughs> updates. Okay. Yep. And this is over um, approximately uh, what, 14 to 16 months. That and since Panda, since Pandas entered our ecosystem, um, this is stuff. I don't see this as Google giving us less information, announcing that they will no longer be announcing Panda updates. I do believe that they fold this into the algorithm. It's 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 a quality score that is now you know part of um, how Google looks at websites in general. You remember remember they used to, early in our careers we'd have the monthly Google dance. And then yeah. we'd have a, you know, somewhat monthly page rank update. 
Yep. Yeah. And then both of those, the Google Dance, which was a once a month event, and then the uh, PageRank update, which was again a once a month event, both of those were rolled into the Everflux algorithm. You know, it's just always constantly churning, constantly weighing, constantly, you know, taking one factor against another factor against another factor. That's mm-hmm. normal behavior for Google. What I'm angry, again, even, and, and I've said this a, a zillion times, when we're talking about Google denying us information as SEOs, um, I still live in a keyword-centric environment. Now, while I'm not, I don't really care about rankings under specific keywords, I care about driving relevant traffic for those keywords, and I care about attracting people who might be using those keywords to my pages or documents. And there's a, again an uptick. I understand it's around 50 to 55% in some cases in non-provided keyword data. And I think right. we're going to see a lot more of that as we move forward. And, well, I mean, it's Google's prerogative. But i got to tell you, that really bothers me. Because I need to know this to do my job, to do my job better. So we, we, we're talking about Google, like, you know, hiding information from us. That's where, that's where I get concerned. And again, it's an uptick on it. Now, if there's been 25 updates and they've only hit single-digit percentage of websites, that means some sites, um, perhaps like eHow or something, have been hit over and over and over and over again, you know? Yep. But, uh, you know, and, and one could say, hey, if you didn't learn the first time, <laughs> you know, um, then, you know, if you got grounded the first time you snuck candy out of the cupboard and you do it again, well, <laughs> you know, um, you, 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 you can expect the punishment. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you list E how we, we picked them on them on the show in the past. Um, and, you know, yeah, they, they got quite the smackdown. Um, but, yeah, in, I mean, in the first Panda update, now this is going back into uh, February of, uh, of 2011 here. Um, yeah, we were hitting the double digits. It was 11.8% of queries um, were affected. I mean, that's, I don't think I'd ever seen an update hit that, that kind. Of. Yeah, that's a huge number. Um, but yeah, everything since then has been uh, single digits. There was uh, one in August that was somewhere between nine or six and nine percent of queries. That was the only other really sizable one. Um, after that, there was the the highest was a two point four, but most of them were in the single uh, single digit or I mean single like i.e. one or or lower um, percentage uh, of effects um, or affecting of the queries. So um, so yeah, but this will be the last one. It, it was interesting while we've been chatting, and I guess just I knew I was going there. He didn't know. Got a got a Skype message from uh, well, your friend of mine, Mister Darren Babin. Uh, hey, Darren, you're obviously listening. Uh, going no, they're moving it into rolling. <laughs> so, well, yeah, pardon me yeah, that, 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 that's what i meant when i said it's part of the everflux algorithm i mean this yeah. is just this is the reality we live in now you know we 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 all live in a panda submarine dude yeah well and i mean you know what in this case and, and while I started this segment on a rent, because I really do dislike it when they they, they take away giving us more information, uh, you know, I guess at that, uh, you know, Webmaster or Google's channel on YouTube is uh, is just pumping out information right now. So, you know, to to their credit, they're they're helping us out over there uh, with with clarifying some points. But um, 
you know, at the end of the day, I mean, we've discussed this before. We've said it again, and 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 I think it's it's worth mentioning. Um, there's a lot of fear and paranoia um, about the panda and penguin updates because they they cause very sizable effects on relatively a large number of sites. This is a single algorithmic update. Even if it's at 0.8%, that's one of the updates of like a whack that they're doing in the rolling portion, <laughs> you know, sort of portions of it. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it, this is a fairly sizable for, a, for an individual thing, and, and they're coming out about once a month. So, you know, it is, it is fairly sizable. Having that integrated in, good, that does send me the signal. We're in a, in a more, probably smaller, you know, effects on things. But it really tells us, hey, if they're moving it into... Um, the rolling portion of their algorithm updates. What that tells me, and, and I'd be really interested for your feedback, is th- this is this is now deemed to be a critical component. So basically, they played around. They figured out that, hey, yup, users like good quality content. <laughs> we knew this. Um, and that it is so important moving this directly into a non-manual component of our algorithm. We got this. We're going to tweak it some more. But... It's it's here to stay, kids. You know, it's funny. Yesterday morning, uh, first session, first real session after the keynotes, I uh, I moderated Googlebot Zoo, Surviving Penguins, Pandas, and Other SEO Beasts. Now, we had on the panel uh, Rachel Freeman from Mental Media, Helen Overland from Search Engine People, and Grant Simmons from the Search Agency. It was a great panel. Um, I'm pretty sure slides are going to be available to uh, to the community um, in the future. I know SMX makes slides available to people who were at SMX. Um, if uh, listeners are interested in uh, learning more about uh, penguins or pandas, you know what? This is a search community. We are some of the most friendly people in the world. So email Rachel Freeman, Helen Overland, or Grant Simmons. I'm pretty sure, I'm not, I, I shouldn't speak for them, I, and to uh, Rachel, Helen, and Grant, I apologize ahead of time, but you know what? Send them an email. I, I bet you they'd be happy to... Uh, to answer a quick question, provided it's a quick question, you're not actually asking them to consult. Um, the takeaway from that session is quite simple, though. If you don't want to get like eaten by a panda or mauled by a penguin, have good, strong content. Don't recycle content from like you know uh, the the ecom database, you know, for whatever for whatever ecom ecom play that you're doing. Check your link footprints. Constantly check your link footprints. Hang out in Webmaster Tools. Let Webmaster Tools tell you, tell you what Google thinks of your site and use your best judgment. And like you said, Dave, people like quality content and Google likes to give people what people like. Yeah? And, and it's, it's one thing that, that drives me crazy is you know, this has been a a constant battle in the SEO community for, what, like 13 years now. And I'm not, I'm not talking about Black Hat SEO at all. I'm not talking about Black Hat SEO that are built poorly or that just carry crap content. There's no reason for them to be on the web. They don't need to be there. It's just that you can, just because you can put it there doesn't mean you ought to. <laughs> um, be a good webmaster. That's what Google is saying. Be a good, conscientious helpful, informative webmaster. I well, you bring up a very valuable point. That is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just don't see what the problem is. Um, and, 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 well, and, and, I can tell you what the problem is. It's hard. <laughs> oh? You're, you're, making, you're making us use our brains, Jim. 
<laughs> Look, I'm, okay, it's hard, yes. It's hard to be on point. It's hard to gather information, to write information, and to create a well-structured site. Yeah, it's not easy. But it doesn't have to be easy. This is business. We're making money on this. People are paying you for this. So if it was easy, why wouldn't they get their, like, you know, nephew's best friend's cousin to do it? Right. You want oh, to no, yeah, you're totally right. Have um, someone who's going to work hard on it. And one of the problems we might be facing in the, again, I know we're facing in the SEO community, and I think a problem that Google is facing is your nephew's neighbor's cousin making the website. There's a whole <laughs> bunch of, um, how to say this, we have an ever flux of newbies coming into the web design community and into the SEO community, and there's a heck of a lot of history, tradition, and technique that needs to be learned and that you need to know before you can, like, you know, hang a shingle and call yourself an SEO. And I would suggest before you can hang a shingle and call yourself a webmaster. There's a whole bunch of history you have to know. Why did we, why did Google make these decisions four years ago? Um, the, uh, the, 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 remember the um, uh, Florida update? Oh, yeah. And the patent, the patent that turned us on to all the information that Google's collecting on websites, the, uh, the everlasting dossier on any web document or any URL in Google's index. Yep. If you're a webmaster, you've got to know that happens. And if you don't know what happens, you can't call yourself a webmaster. You know no, what I mean? you, you, and, you bring up a really good point. It's funny. I was just looking yesterday through my, my highlights um, on, and I think it's the one you're referring to here, uh, March 31st, 2005, patent uh, application information retrieval based on historical data. And I think that's I the one. I love that reading. one. Oh my goodness! That's a seventy-six point patent art. That I love that. I, 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 I used to read that for fun because I loved what they were saying in it. Because I, I know, and it still worked. Sense. And eight years later, it, the Cole's notes of it still um, still apply. Like you can see what they've what they've done um, with that. So we can continue that conversation. There's, there's a lot more to talk about as well, but, uh, you know, where I'm, I'm getting the knock, 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 Hey, time for a break. Uh, so, I'll, uh, so we'll be back in just a couple minutes after we pay some bills here. But in the meantime, this is Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO joined from SMX Toronto by Jim Hedger from digital always media back in just a couple minutes. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. 
Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Have you tried to do CPA conversions using social PPC and failed? <laughs> you're not alone. These days, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube require true specialists to dominate. Brings definitive psychographic targeting, bleeding edge creative, and killer content amplification to the social advertising table. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Well, hey, welcome everyone. back, everybody. Oh, go ahead, Jim. <laughs> If you don't mind, I'm kind of let the room and then know what I'm doing. Eh? Hey, everyone, welcome <laughs> back to Web Culture on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is Thursday, the 21st of March. You're listening to a live show. Um, it's Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, and I'm at SMS Toronto 20, 2013. Joined by Dave Davies in Victoria, British Columbia from Beanstalk SEO. And Dave, we were going to keep on talking about, we're going to talk about pandas and penguins, or we we jump to something else. Well, we, you know what, we can, we can continue on with, uh, with pandas and penguins uh, almost indefinitely. Something that uh, I, I do want to make sure uh, we, we get to, so maybe we'll, we'll maybe come back to panda and penguin if we've got a couple minutes at the end of the show. Something that uh, I, I think uh, you'll like, I'll like, um, and is important to a lot of our, lot of our listeners, um, and near and dear to my heart, you've done some affiliate marketing. I mean, we're going way, oh, way, yeah. way back. And um, I've done some affiliate marketing. A lot of our listeners are, are affiliate marketers um, or have some other uh, monetization strategy on their websites. Um, uh, news over from, uh, I think, your friend of mine, Doc Sheldon, uh, over at oh, Search yeah. Engine Watch uh, came out just yesterday and out, uh, discussing uh, Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, um, on uh, March 12th had released their new dot-com disclosures. Um, this is kind of important. <laughs> so, um, um, it I goes- have zero information, so if you can run this down and break it down for the listeners, it would be a great use to them. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a really really interesting uh, interesting read, and of course, as I was going through it, I'm like, okay, back in my head, I'm like, where have I accidentally violated this? <laughs> um, you know, or, or or whatnot. You don't want to get caught in an accident kind of kind of scenario. Um, so it goes beyond just the standard of um, you know blogger reviews, right? When I'm doing a review and I got a product sent to me, it includes it again, but that was already in place. Um, Where if I'm a blogger doing reviews and I'm doing those reviews either for compensation or I'm doing that review for, you know, I've gotten free products or something like that sent to me to do the review, you need to disclose that. Hey, fair fair enough. Um, but it, and, and all of this does make perfect, perfect sense. I think a lot of it is in place to, to uh, protect consumers. Um, it gets much more in-depth uh, from where um, technically till this point, you know, you could have like a little disclosure at the bottom if it was an affiliate site or, or this, that, the other thing, right? Like just a tiny little, hey, or like a page on your site. Um, now the, the disclosure needs to be very, very clear on your site. Um, 
Well, as as they note them, there's this point form here uh, in in Doc's version. He did a great job of summarizing it. So for all of our listeners, head on over to Search Engine Watch because it's yesterday's news towards the bottom of the homepage. But um, do give it a read. Um, The disclosures have to be as close as possible to the triggering claim. Um, taking into account, uh, you know, different devices and platforms, so you can't sort of hide behind the the idea that, well, I built it for, you know, my PC. Um, you know, sorry, the disclosure didn't appear on on, uh, you know, your phone. Well, that doesn't okay. that so doesn't, it doesn't matter right the anymore. device. Yeah, okay. which is which is great. It doesn't matter the medium; it must appear. Yeah, um, and you need to, whenever possible, um, provide, and they are being reasonable here. Um, as they are, because they, they, you know, they, they want to be fair to business as well. So when a, um, if it requires a disclosure, it needs to be as close to the ad as whenever possible. Uh, if it's not possible, uh, it may be acceptable to put the disclosure clearly and conspicuously on the page um, to which the ad links. So if you have not put it directly on your ad for whatever reason, you know, for space reasons or, or, or whatnot, it has to be located on the target um, of that of that ad. So what I'm seeing is an environment where now um, affiliate, you know, companies running affiliate programs to protect their affiliates um, are going to need to put on their landing pages for affiliates, you know, basically, okay, if they came through an, an affiliate link, boom, the, the person who sent you here just made some cash. Um, basically is, is, is what I'm, I'm seeing is if I was the affiliate market or if I was the, uh, running an affiliate program and I wanted to protect my affiliates knowing full well, a lot of them are not going to probably even know this is going on, um, to protect them for themselves, um, you know, place this, this disclaimer on, on our pages in a, in a, as they know, conspicuous way. So it's going to be pretty clear when you send people through, Hey, um, this person is, uh, is making making money. Um, well, you know if what, you have, this, oh, go on, go on. I'm sorry. I didn't uh, it, it goes on further and, and nice little niceties that I like in here. Cause you, you, you and I both hate those like Uber long pages. We all do. So do users, but they, they convert. Okay. Um, if you have lengthy websites, um, or repeated claims on a website, you need to put the disclosure on repeatedly. No way. Yeah. Really? So if, if, if you say it like, top tier to the page, halfway down the page, at the bottom of the page, you, you got your call to action. You have you to have a disclaimer there. under that. Yep, and and I, I wow. love this, by, because, and this is a funny one, I love what this is going to force those webmasters to do. So if you had, I, I'm envisioning a world where, I don't know why they work, but they do, you know, those five-mile-long pages that you scroll through and have claim, claim, you know, buy now, buy now, buy those, mm-hmm. I'm guessing, will be far less effective because they're going to have to inject by each one over and over again this disclaimer. So the longer the page is like that, the more times they're going to have to put this disclaimer in front of people over and over rather than just having like one, you know, buy now button on a, on a you know, like a normal website would. Um, where you have sort of one cart page where you could go to or, or whatnot. So inadvertently, I like what I think that's going to do to the web. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, but you're you're going to have to be uh, you're going to have to be on it. They are not going to um, allow you to use technical limitations or unique characteristics as an excuse. Uh, basically, the their fallback is we'll figure it out. This is your website. Right. Well, <laughs> if you technical limitations. 
Here's the point I wouldn't mind throwing in, uh, and this is really important. This you know, Webcology is a show for webmasters in most the environment that we work in. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, if, if you're a site developer and you're working for an affiliate company mm-hmm. and you neglect to throw these disclaimers in and the FTC comes after the affiliate company you're working for and you're their designer, you might be a third party, here's what's going to happen. The FTC is going to charge the affiliate company who owns the website, he who owns the domain is the one who's going to get charged, and that affiliate company is going to sue you, the developer, if you put them in a position of peril. Again, again, this comes back to, if you want to be a good webmaster, you've got to know what the rules are, historically and, you know, as, a, as, as new ones are developed. Just like in the SEO community, if you get your client, if you get a client banned from Google, you've committed kind of a cardinal sin. Similarly, if you're in the design community and something you do puts a client in legal peril, you've committed a cardinal sin. You know, and so again, young designers, young SEOs, people who are just getting into the industry, check check this out. You know what? Because you're acting as someone's agent. That is a is a really really interesting point, and, and admittedly, one I had not considered is culpability. Who who is responsible um, to understand? Well, no, six. Say my company designs a website for a financial services company and doesn't have that disclaimer in there, and that financial services company gets gets in trouble with the FTC. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, who do you think my client's coming after to pay the fine that they just had to pay? They're going to yeah. be coming after me. So I'm acting as their agent. I am liable for any position of peril I might put them in. Here's the way to avoid that. Don't put your clients in peril. <laughs> <laughs> but know how the rules, know the laws, and make sure you follow them. But how much law you know? are you expected to know? Are you expected to read every FTC? And, uh, I, I mean, you, I think you and I see eye to eye in how what we ourselves would do. But as as a whole, you're a you know a it's ODAC. a complicated world, Dave. I don't know what to say. I mean, I wish I could make <laughs> the world less complicated for people who are offering professional services. But mm-hmm. if you're offering professional services, don't you kind of have an obligation? to know the laws and the rules around the services of which you're offering. Like, they're paying you for this. Oh, yeah, no, you, you bring up some, I mean, these are, these are very good points. And, I mean, one of, the, one of the things, and I don't, you know, these issues have to be black, <laughs> would be culpable, who wouldn't be. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think in, in part, um, as a business owner, and this may be you're out as a, as a web designer, if you're a just some dude charging 500 bucks for like a custom WordPress or like, you know, sort of a template and I'll customize your logo or whatnot. I would say at that price point, your culpability is very, very low. Of course, you probably don't have a big affiliate back end on that thing, but it would be very clear that you are not keeping up on what the laws are. <laughs> well, around with you know what? I could charge $5 or I could charge $5,000. I could charge five cents. It's become a commercial transaction. I don't think the law makes a lot of distinction over the amount of transaction, the, 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 the size of the transaction. All the law sees is the transaction happens. And again, my point, my, the point I'm trying to make is if you're acting as somebody's agent, then you, um, you know, they're like your family. You don't want to put your family in peril unless it's your, you know, mm-hmm. that, that cousin or whatever. But you know, you know what I mean, right? I, I do. Right. I mean, this may be something that our, any of our listeners who are web designers or whatnot should probably talk to their lawyers and take a look at what their contracts are. And, and a note that they will have is, you should write this in, 
<laughs> right? Basically going, and, I, you are culpable for your content. I am not. Um, and if the F, you know, if governing bodies determine that there are changes necessary, it's the client's responsibility or their lawyers to keep up on, well, on what changes need to be made. And, and here's a tip to web service businesses. There's an easy way to protect yourself. It's called liability insurance. Have two million, have two million dollars in liability insurance. Maybe that'll be enough to cover you. Maybe it won't. I'll tell you something. If you ever need it, you'll be glad you got it. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like life insurance. You hope not to use it, <laughs> but <laughs> but if you ever need it, you're glad you got it. Yeah. Well, if I ever need it, I'm not really glad per se. <laughs> but well, you know. yeah. But the alternative of not having it, you know. Yeah. And again, this is uh, and again, this is this is this isn't to you, Dave. This is to uh, listeners who might be, you know, who are offering web services. Not only do you got to protect your client, but let's let's face it, you're in business. You have to protect your business. This is how you're, you know, paying your mortgage, paying your rent, getting your kids through school. You know, you got to you got to protect your own business. And I know these are little these are onerous things to put on top of uh, small businesses like like most web service businesses are, but. This is the real world. We're not playing on the the, the, the internet. Isn't this amorphous cyberspace area? It's the real world. Yeah. The real world law applies in this in this area, and you know, young webmasters got to know that. Oh, very much. Now we've only got. I, I'm getting the notes. We got like one minute left. I, I'm going to let you get the final rant in. Well, not rant. Final note in here. <laughs> you you wanted to tell you you brought up in our pre-show chat and we didn't get a chance to get to it. Uh, Google Keep and and you just wanted to make it. <laughs> I know you had a note. Okay, you wanted well, to it. There's a there's a new Android app called Google Google Keep that will um, that prompts users to put their contact information and all the all the important tidbits that you need during your day that you might need on your on your mobile device or on your Android device. Well, it could be kept in Google Keep. You mm -hmm. can create an incredible dossier of your entire life. All the important, critical information you ever, ever, ever needed, right? Mm-hmm. So Google just announced this. And the very first thing I saw, and I, I saw Andy Beal, um, Andy Beal earlier today said something similar. I've seen other people saying this. That was my first reaction. Why would I do that? They just killed Google Reader. You know, why am I going to get dependent on some Google service that there is likely to kill if it doesn't, you know, have the user numbers. Right. You know, yep. the only Google service that I can guarantee 100% that they will not kill is Google Plus because, you know, as uh, um, Matt Cutt said at uh, SMX Advanced last week, I'm sorry, um, SMX West last week, Google Plus and Google are the same thing. Google Plus is right. Google. Right. So Very that's true. the one new product I can guarantee even though it's like kind of like sort of a ghost town, which it isn't actually. Surprised. Google Plus is picking up pretty, pretty, pretty swiftly, but yeah. Google Keep, um, my jury is out on that. I want to use it. I need the storage device, but I'm scared to. Why should I give Google information that's used and, and, and use a product that's useful to me if I have the feeling that it won't be there tomorrow? Right. This is the problem Google's got. You don't, don't tick off your loyal users. Uh, killing Reader. I mean, Reader didn't cost Google anything. It's an RSS feed, for God's sake. It didn't cost them a damn thing, and they killed it, and they pissed off a whole bunch of their users. Why do you do that? Like, yeah. what do you do that for? Who does that? Very true. Well, Google does. <laughs> not provided. Answer not provided. Sorry, Jim, we're not telling you why we did it. We just did it. 
All right, we're we're gonna get the hook here in a sec. You're 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 traveling, so I, I'm gonna let you uh, let you take us out here, and uh, I, I'll, I'll wish you a uh, a fun uh, fun rest of your evening as you uh, deal with the breakdown and the parties afterwards. I much appreciate that, Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. So, friends, you've been listening to Webcology live on WebmasterRadio.fm, live from SNX Toronto 2013. It's Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. Next week, we're going to be coming to you from New York, or we're coming to you either from or in transit from New York City from the SES New York show. Friends, have a great week. Stay safe, keep your customers safe, keep your code clean, and we will talk to you later. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Prohibited.